I am by nature a peacekeeper, really a peace seeker in every situation. But of all the fruits of the Spirit, peace has been the one that eludes me the most. And this is why I keep chasing it. I had a friend who told me once that he originally thought he could wait for all the drama and all the busyness of life to calm down as if life were an ocean and there was all these waves crashing and eventually we would get to a still calm sea. And then he realized he was going to be waiting forever. To say that 2021 has not been a peaceful year would be a massive understatement. And people worry like they always have about bringing a baby into a world like this. But was it really any better when Jesus was born, any more peaceful then? We sing songs like Silent Night that tell us all is calm and all is bright. But Mary was having to hide her baby boy from the authorities that were trying to kill him. Even once he grew up, he's in a community that is basically ruled by Roman overlords. And even when you're free in that system, you're still trapped in a system of oppression. And that's the world that he grew up in. So how are we ever supposed to feel peaceful at any point in a world like this? Well, I believe that with every one of the fruits of the Spirit, we have a choice. And we often hear about choosing love and choosing love even when we don't feel it or when it's hard, choosing love in a marriage or choosing love with a child. But we don't often hear about choosing peace or other fruits of the Spirit. But I think that that's exactly what we need to do, even when peace seems ridiculously unattainable. That's probably when we need to lean into it the most. Because we don't have peace in the absence of all conflict. We have peace when we ask for it from the one who's already won the battle. 1 John 16.33 tells us, I have said these things to you that you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart for I have overcome the world. the Lord. Why don't you give the Lord a big round of applause? Amen. And if you're sitting next to somebody, look at them, get eye contact, and tell them, say, I'm so glad to see you this morning. Amen. Let's try that one more time. So let's try that one more time like you're really excited to see them. I know it may be challenging. Amen. But let's try it one more time. Look them in the eyes passed the mass and said, it really is good to see you this morning. Well, amen. I'm going to do my very best, amen, to uh, communicate God's heart to you this morning, amen. Hallelujah. I love that presentation. As you know, you are in a series called The Weary World Rejoice, right? And uh, my, my assignment this morning is to highlight peace. Amen. 
So Amanda has already prayed and the worship team has already led us into worship. So let me just tailgate on that. Is that all right? Father, we just sink our hearts now with the teacher of the church who our dependency is in, Lord God, so that he can illuminate our hearts and our mind concerning your desires, your will, your plan, and your purpose for us. And so right now we surrender and submit to him so that he can work in and through us of your good pleasure. Now, Father, you've already surveyed this place. And you know every person here this morning. And I'm depending on you to minister to them right where they are. And prophetically, you will speak to their hearts and their minds, the Lord God, concerning the issues that they are facing. And I give you praise and glory right now in Jesus' name. You agree with that? Say amen. amen. Real quickly, go to Luke chapter 2. Hallelujah. To my family at CDC, I'm so proud of you guys. Good to see you this morning. To my girlfriend for the last 38 years. You know how I feel about you, right? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 2. I'm going to look at verse 8. Amen. In the, same, in the same region, there was some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. The angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which, I, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Emphasis verse, this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in, cl in cloths and laying in a manger, and suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. Amen. As the video pointed out, you know, peace is something that we grapple with. Amen. I'm quite sure if I was to allow you to testify, you would have stories of anxiety and worry. And, and, and when you look out into our world today, oh, my God, there's chaos everywhere we turn. I mean, the propaganda that's being pushed out on the media uh, airways is constant fear and anxiety. Amen. But the angels here in this text now announce a peace for you and I. And so the question that we must ask, what peace is the angel announcing? Because I've got to tell you, if you're looking for some kind of legislative law to bring peace, it will not happen. There's nothing that humanity can do to bring peace among itself. We will always be striving and have conflict with one another if we try to do it on our own. But the peace that the angel is uh, pointing out now, and I need you to get this, is the peace now that pleases God. And that's really my subject, the peace that pleases God. And so they are announcing now this peace that will reconcile mankind to God. Because other, other than that, you and God are at odds with each other. You cannot have peace now 
with God unless you accept the peace that he prescribes. And the peace that he's offering to you and I is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. There is no other peace that you can have with God. Your good works, your good service, what you do in the church, what you do in the community, how good you are to your neighbor. Do not bring you and God into peace with one another. The only peace that comes between God and man is the man Christ Jesus. Now, let me, let me take my time because I know we got some places to go. There are three basic types of peace mentioned in the Bible. There's the peace of God that comes with salvation. Quickly, go to Romans chapter 5. And that's what that video is really alluding to. Amen. Romans chapter 5. And it says this, therefore, having been justified. Somebody said justified. Now look at your neighbor and say, you justified now. Yeah, see, you're justified by faith. We have peace, said peace. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, see, without Christ, God is still mad at mankind. And better yet, mankind is still mad at God. Paul comes along and said, we are hostile. We are in enmity against God. There's a conflict and a tension. And that's why we need Christ Jesus. And that's the peace now that pleases God. Now go to Isaiah 53 real quickly. Somebody say amen. amen. Say you're doing good, Pastor. You're doing good. Amen. And I really want to make that point. You see, and we have to be honest with our children, with our family, with our friends, that there is no peace outside of Christ. If you want to get peace with God, you're going to have to come through the man, Christ Jesus. Muhammad won't do it. Aristotle won't do it. No philosophy, no ideology. It has to come through Christ Jesus. This is God's, for lack of a better term, his olive branch to mankind. That if you want to have peace and relationship with me, you got to come based on my terms and my conditions, baby. About to say amen. amen. Nudge your neighbor and say, I think you're getting excited. <laughs> Look at verse 5, Isaiah 53. But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And just in case you don't know what iniquities are, those are those planned sins. You know, you premeditated. When you go to the liquor store. And you look around to see who's there and you pick up some Johnny Walker red, premeditated, premeditated, <laughs> planned sins. Somebody say amen. Here's it, here it is. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Ooh. The chastisement. This is what brought us peace now with God. And you got, got to make this clear to you that outside of Christ, God's wrath and judgment is still upon mankind. And if you want to gain peace with him, you got to come through Christ Jesus. Somebody say amen. You had a video? I want to show you something. I need you to see this because I want to make it real clear to you the price that was paid for your peace. 
And also, I want to etch this in your memory because sometimes we forget a price was paid so that we can have peace with God. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. picture right this is the price was paid so that you and I could have peace with God and there's no other way to have peace with God except through that man Christ Jesus this is the price he paid now catch this you have a legal right as a believer to have peace now come on I got you to get, I need to get this that in the midst of chaos in the midst of confusion, in the midst of evil, in the midst of death, and all of the things that you and I are visually seeing today, you have a legal right to have peace now. To not be moved or disturbed by external issues that you are seeing in the world. He paid that. Somebody say amen. amen. Now that's your legal right. How many of you know that in this great country we have legal rights through our Constitution, amen, that they give us the right to vote and stuff? But even though you have a legal right to vote, you still got to exercise it. You still have to take advantage of it. Well, in the kingdom of God, even though he gave you the legal right with God, you now have to activate it by faith. You see, you can have the legal right to peace and still not be peaceful. Is anybody getting this? See, you got to decide to, to activate what is rightfully yours, what he paid for, for you to have peace in the midst of chaos and confusion. Now, to get, to get that, though, you, to get that kind of peace, you got to do it by faith. You remember Romans 5 said we are justified by faith. So despite how you feel and the but despite how you may be thinking, you have to exercise your right in God by faith. You promised it to me, so I have the right to claim it and be at peace. Not based on circumstances, but be peaceful here. And in order to have really have that, to really get that, there need to be an intimacy with that man. Somebody say amen. Let me make it plain to you. You got to be into him. Intimacy, you got to be into him. 
See, I'm into this girl. No, I got me. I'm into her. I know her mood swings. I know her favorite color. I know her favorite food. I know what she like and don't like. Say intimacy. And unfortunately, a lot of God's people are not into him. And therefore, as long as you're not into him, you never have peace. You'll always be worried. You'll always be anxious. You'll always be fearful. Even though you have the legal right for peace. But you got to be in <laughs> you got to be in to him. He's my, he's my bread. He's my water. He's my shield. He's my battle act. You got to be in to him. Let me see if I can cl- make this real plain. See, when I came to the Lord Jesus Christ, I was not at peace. And even though I accepted him, I had peace with God. I did not have peace inside. I was still worried. I was still anxious. I had to take tagamus and, and, and go to the hospital for upper GIs and stuff because my nerves were so bad from the way I lived. You know, all of the drugs and all of the nightlife and all of the stuff. And then just being anxious, I used to shake like that. And then when I got the revelation that I have a legal right for peace, that he paid the price for and all I had to do is accept it by faith. My God, my peace came. Mm. See, some of you are worried and you're anxious and you're fearful. That's not God's will. The world should not dictate your mood. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Not when he paid that price. For me to have peace. And I sleep well now. I don't shake anymore. I'm real calm and collective. When I have an issue, it does not move me. Why? I'm at peace. So when people bring me their drama, I don't accept their drama. Somebody say amen. Because the world is always trying to attack your peace. And it's up to you to give it out. Somebody say amen. amen. I got to make this clear. Go to John real quickly, 14. And I'm almost finished. Because the third point that I had is that, you know, uh, it's the peace that Christ is going to bring during this millennium. See, the earth is never going to be at peace. You're going to always have wars, conflict, and t- tension among nations and countries. And the word nation in the Greek, the word nation means etna. It means ethnicity. In other words, races will always be a conflict. Christ is going to settle that issue when he comes uh, to reign for a thousand years. That's the only time. You know, I know Israel is our barometer, but, you know, we watch that as signs. But, hey, there would not be any peace on this earth until Christ comes. You need to really know that and start acting like that and stop getting caught up into all of the propaganda that we're going to get a peace. No, you're not. It's not going to happen. Somebody say amen. Amen. John 14. How am I doing? Y'all still love me? Amen. I'm glad to know you at peace with me. (laughs) John 14. uh, 27, I believe it is. I'm almost there. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives 
do I give to you? Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. See, the world has a false peace. It's temporary. It's based on what's happening at the moment. But the peace that Christ is talking about is a calmness. It's an internal calmness that you have regardless of what's going on. The house could be burning down. And you have peace. Because after all, you know, I'm going to do my very best to get everybody out of the house. I'm not going to work that hard for the people I don't, I don't like. I'm going to leave them in there. But <laughs> everybody that I like, I'm going to work real hard to get them out. And I know that God will replace everything that is lost. But the key, I got to close this down. The key, though, I got to really make this plain to you. The key, though, to that peace is that you got to be into Christ. Because I'm into this girl here, this wonderful woman that God gave me, all that she has, all that she is, the essence of her, is given to me. There's no secrets uh, that she holds back from me. She gives me all of herself. You know why? She's at peace with me because she know I'm in to her. So she had no problem in giving me all. Even her little money that she, she gets, she gives it to me. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Nobody happy in here but me. That's because I'm into her. And that's what Christ is saying. When you're into me, not trying to use me, not trying to pimp me, not trying to get from me, but you're really into me. You want to know my ways. You want to know my moves. You want to know why I do what I do. Into you. Then he Gives you all. The scripture says it like this. Those whose minds are stayed on him. He will keep in perfect peace. (laughs) So as believers... With all of the chaotic stuff that's going on, with all of the foolishness that we're seeing, with all of the uh, 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 trauma and conflict we're seeing, all we got to do is keep our mind on him. And he promised now to keep us in perfect peace. Somebody give it up for the Lord. Amanda, come on, please. Amen. Hallelujah. Did you get something out of this? Amen. Yeah. See, because it's your right to be at peace. If you made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life, you and God are good. But even though you have a legal right for peace, actually exercising that peace on a day-to-day basis, it's really up to you, not God. It's your faith and trust you into him. Not just on Sunday. But into him. I say, well, Pastor, that, you know, I understand you, you're real passionate. But see, my passion for Christ is because I know the price that was paid for me. Amen. Furthermore, I got a good memory of the things I did that he forgave. Are you listening? That he would choose a country boy like me 
and then endow me with his spirit and then ask me to stand before you who are his kings and priests, his royal crowning achievement of his creation and share his word. You better believe I'm passionate about him. I love him to life. Somebody say amen. Well, we're going to take communion. Amen. I believe Paul gives us the instructions in 1 Corinthians. I know Pastor Chris does an awesome job for you guys, all of the pastors here, of receiving communion, right? And then 1 Corinthians chapter 11, what I like to do is just read it and then we'll partake of the elements. Is that all right? Uh, Verse 23 says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. In other words, if you don't understand the price that was paid for you, then you can't really benefit from the communion. Now, like, I like to look at the communion from this standpoint to try to give you a more uh, uh, contemporary uh, observation of it. Here in this great country, we celebrate the 4th of July. Is that right? That's our independence from Great Britain. Is that right? From England, right? We are free now. We are our own nation, right? Well, that's what communion is for you and I. It's our independence from sin and death. And when you understand that it's not a sorrow moment, It's a rejoicing because on the 4th of July, we have parades. Is that right? We have barbecue, right? We put pig on the the barbecue pit. Is that right? We get some hot links, some hot dogs, some buns, some mustard and all that good stuff. And we even have wine and alcohol. Is that right? Why? Because it's a celebration, baby. And that's what communion is. When we remember, when we remember what he did. It's a time to celebrate. So, if you have your, y'all can tell I'm excited. (laughs) Pull back your elements, I believe, on the first tab, right? Uh, Oh. Y'all, oh, Lord. Y'all do it. Y'all do it a little bit different. Thank you, sweetie. See, thank you, thank you. That's why I'm into her. You see how she covered me? I'm trying to help this, these married couples. They've got to be into each other. Amen. Not tolerating, but celebrating each other. But getting back to communion. This, this symbolizes his body. Oh, and you saw now what he went through. And that really don't really give you a real good uh, description. Because the Roman soldiers, they were brutal. And they enjoyed what they're doing. The flogging that they was taking up, they enjoyed every moment. Actually, the historian said flesh was pulled from his body. And he, he, didn't, he didn't utter a word. And I'm grateful. And the reason why, he had you in mind, he had me in mind. 
And that's why we must celebrate. So if you have it, Father, thank you for his body that was broken for me. Come on and take all of it. And you see, when Christ was trying to tell the Jews, you got to eat of my flesh and drink of my he was saying, you got to be in to me. In other words, I don't want to be external with you. I don't want no casual relationship with you. I want to be in to you. Amen. Pull back the second. This symbolizes, of course. Is this wine? No. <laughs> Had a flashback there for a moment. I told you this is a rejoicing time. This is no time to be sorrow, sorrowful. We rejoice. The price has been paid. But all the great things that Christ did, being, you know, raising the dead, healing delivering people, even going to the cross. But if he had not shed his blood, you and I would still be in our sins. The Bible said without the shedding of blood, there's no remission, there's no forgiveness of sin. So his blood seals the deal for you and I. And that's why in Exodus says, when I see the blood, I'm going to pass over you. Guess what? We've been covered with the blood. Oh, my Baptist just kicked in. Hallelujah. And so, Father, we thank you for the blood that guarantees everything you promise. Now, you know the hearts and the minds of your children. You know those that are here this morning. God, I'm depending on you to minister to them and let them know how much you are into them so that they can walk in the liberality that the King of kings and the Lord of lords has granted unto us through his death, burial, and resurrection. Come on and drink all of it. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to ask you to do something real quickly. I know this be out of, your, out of the norm. I ask you to stand up. Please, if you, you don't mind, because it is a rejoicing. It is a celebration. It's a time we give thanks because of the price that was paid. I need you to remember now that if Christ had not died, if Christ had not been buried and gotten up, you and I would have no hope. But because he's up, we got hope. And so therefore, therefore, I should be able to put my hands together. I should be able to open my mouth. I should be able to say, thank you, hallelujah, glory to your name, glory to your name, glory to your name, hallelujah. We magnify you. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Father. We bless you this morning. Now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the priest peace that you promised, we accept this morning. We accept, Lord God. We refuse to worry. We refuse to be anxious. We refuse to be fearful because you are our son and you are our shield. 
You are battle act, hallelujah. You are sword, hallelujah. And we give you glory this morning. And we honor you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. From the rising of the sun to the setting thereof, we give you glory and give you honor. <laughs> amen, 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 amen.